Welcome to Energy Analyst Talk, a podcast from ESAI Energy. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Energy Analyst Talk. I'm your host, Jake Wright, and today's topic will focus on next week's U.S. presidential elections and what a potential change in policy could mean for the oil industry. Joining me today to discuss is Elizabeth Murphy. Welcome to the program, Elizabeth. Thanks, Jake. So, Elizabeth, the U.S. election next week is on everyone's mind, along with a lot of speculation about potential policy changes that would impact the oil and gas industry. I was curious to hear your thoughts. It's definitely an interesting time because so many challenges are impacting the industry right now, from uncertainty over the coronavirus to the ongoing energy transition to a potential political swing in the U.S. and back to more regulations protecting the environment. Potential policies coming from a new U.S. administration include a moratorium on federal lease sales and a ban on new federal drilling permits. Would you give us an idea how much U.S. crude oil production is impacted by this? Some states have more exposure to federal land than others. Production from the outer continental shelf of the Gulf of Mexico is under federal jurisdiction. Last year, about a quarter of total U.S. production came from federal land and waters, roughly 3 million barrels a day. But about a decade ago, the percentage was higher, almost a third. Uh, Most of the decline in the past 10 years came from federal offshore production, while onshore production basically held flat overall. In the case of the Permian Basin, though, production from federal land has increased from less than 100,000 barrels a day in 2010 to over 400,000 barrels a day now. The Gulf of Mexico is obviously the largest source of federal offshore production. How would a moratorium on lease sales or a permit ban impact production there? It's hard to speculate about a particular proposal without final details, but there are some broad strokes we can take away. And in the Gulf of Mexico, a ban on new permits would have significant consequences. Theoretically, deep water projects under construction could continue since they already have permits in place, but routine drilling of new wells tied to existing infrastructure would be lost if no permit exists. Uh, Infill drilling has been key in offsetting natural field decline, and so new wells would then dry up without permits. Uh, Larger projects in the planning stages would also likely be canceled, so decline would start to set in pretty quickly. If we assume new projects that are under construction continue and a permit ban begins in a year or two, I think by the end of the decade, Total Gulf of Mexico production would be about 40% lower than where it is now. In other words, production of close to 2 million barrels a day would fall to about 1.2 million uh, by 2030. And would a moratorium on new lease sales have a similar impact? The impact would not nearly be as harsh, Jake, since a moratorium on new lease sales uh, implies development would continue on existing leases. Production would likely still grow for a few more years before starting to decline, but new projects would start tailing off and production would still end up falling later on, just by less, uh, much less than the no permit scenario. By 2030, a moratorium on new leases would likely mean production would initially grow and then end up pretty close to where it is today, all else equal. 
So earlier you mentioned that production from uh, federal land in the Permian has increased in the past 10 years. Now, what kind of impact would a ban on new drilling have there? Federal acreage in the Permian is in the Delaware subbasin in New Mexico. Uh, the Delaware has been a growth target over the past few years since wells can be highly productive there. I would point out that perhaps in anticipation of a change coming from the election, that permit applications and approvals have recently surged for drilling on federal land in New Mexico. And this has created a large inventory of potential new drilling there. Uh, since permits have a two-year life, the impacts of an immediate ban would likely be felt starting in late 2022 or 2023. And um, a CSU new drilling would then impact production very quickly since shale wells have such steep decline rates. Production levels of 500,000 barrels a day projected for the federal portion of the Delaware in 2022 would likely fall to only about 50,000 barrels a day by the middle of the decade. That's uh, about a 30% annual drop. Uh, a new permit ban on the federal acreage would likely see producers who are exposed to this area move operations or capital to other non-federal acreage in the Permian. So some of that decline would be offset. So what would be the total reduction in Permian production then? Overall, total Permian production would likely be reduced by about 150,000 barrels a day on an annual basis. But over the next five years or so, Permian production would still increase, just not by as much. I'll end by adding that these policy changes would have other consequences, such as reduced federal revenue from royalties collected on production. Governors and legislators from states exposed to federal acreage will likely push back to these proposals since employment in the oil and gas sector would be adversely impacted. Like everything else, the devil is in the detail, so full impacts won't be known until we get more specifics. Yeah, of course, the whole world is watching to see what happens next week. Um, and any policy changes such as those you outlined here will have major implications for the oil and gas industry. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time to provide your expertise on such an important topic. My pleasure. Thank you, Jake. Thank you for joining us on Energy Analyst Talk, a podcast from ESAI Energy.